0: G'day punters, welcome to the Mailbag Sydney Review Show. The weekend produced a couple of massive figures, in particular in the Concord Stakes. But I'll introduce the crew first of all. Mark Sheehan, firstly, good to have you on board once more. How'd you
1: fare on Saturday? Yeah, just a small loss, uh, Pete. Um, stuffed a couple of races up. Wait for age race was good for me, but a couple of other races. Um... A uh, couple of seconds there, unfortunately. Hungry hard, and so I'm colding for a bit of a result there. I was curling the mow at the 800, but I uh, did sit quote get past the winner.
0: <laughs> oh, uh, Mark Roden, speaking of uh, of horses that got past in the end, um, Jitra drifted out to a huge figure towards yeah. the end and uh, got the job done for you. Yeah, uh, just run us through that just briefly.
2: It wasn't – I mean, I was going to treat, treat this um, meeting very – Cautiously, that was my plan of attack. I, I didn't really like it um, coming into it. And the Concorde was just a dead set no bet race, I thought, in the morning. The prices were pretty pretty right. And then I've literally gone and made a cup of tea and come back four or five minutes before the race. And it's out to you know, the, the odds are starting with a five. And I thought, no, we have to, we have, to have a bet here. <laughs> <So> <laughs> that was just, I, I saw, there was money for things like dirty work. And obviously the favourite was very solid. But I just don't see how that happened with Geetra at that price. I mean, especially with how the map was going to set up for him. Uh, we'll, we'll
0: touch on that race in just a moment, but I'll introduce Rob Scarry as well. Rob, it's now uh, six meetings in
3: a row for yourself that have produced winning numbers. You're flying. <laughs> mm. um, yeah, just trying to um, you know, take the inputs, respect them, um, look at maps, and try and get the yard to match up. So, doing those things, been working out. Um, could have handled Saturday better, but thanks to you, Pete, I had a fat day. And Curly, shouldn't forget Curly with his stinger in the uh, at Toowoomba.
2: Yeah, exactly, Justice. Exactly
0: yes, that, right. The, the, the horrific uh, turnout in race one in Brisbane for him. That was sickening. Uh, we'll, we'll leave that to, uh, <laughs> <laughs> to digest a little bit later on. Um, that was a, a bizarre race, uh, needless to say. But we're going to review um, just the, the key races from Saturday. We'll do the Concorde, Furious, Chelmsford and Tramway. We'll start with the Concorde. They've gone very fast here uh, to the 600 for the class. Uh, they've gone just Even. But overall, G has produced a monster figure, uh, 16 lengths fast to dis- uh, overall. And uh, in terms of its overall personal best, it's actually almost three lengths superior to its previous best in the Kreswick, which was at Flemington, over 1,200. Um, Mark Roden, your nature strip formula mm-hmm. seems to still be working.
2: Still ticking over, yes. The, the uh, theory behind it is that about one time in three, he pulls out a run that's going to be impossible to beat. And so if you're getting $3, um, back him. That's that's very, very back of the envelope. Not not much um, uh, not much science to that. It's just a, a rough thing I've worked out, especially since Wallace got him. Um, so I won't be dropping off him. There's a lot of chat after the race that perhaps the Everest um, is going to be stacked with um, fast horses and leaders, and that won't suit him either. But um, I certainly wouldn't be dropping off him because when he's on his game, he is almost literally unbeatable. But they did just set up beautifully for, for Geetra. Mark
0: Sheen, what are you doing if these two horses clash next time? Are, are, have you got a, an opinion either way at this early stage?
1: Well, I'm, I'm with Mark. I think it's a lot dependent on the speed. If he can get his own way, he's a completely different horse. But... Um Uh, ball of muscle as we did mention on the previous show there on Thursday the ball of muscle had jumped in front of him last time they clashed and then was restrained so Joe Pride had made it known that uh, he was going to put the handlebars down so Nature Strip was there to be taken on and as it's turned out Guy Charles lobbed into the right spot so it just depends on what turns up to run against him and uh, in uh, in the Everest and other lead-up races.
2: In the Everest, I don't think another horse is going to declare Nature Strip on like that. And if if he's feeling good in himself and he's on his game, he'll be very hard to beat, I think.
0: Rob Scurry, I'll bring you in here. Uh, How did you think that, first of all, GTR and then Nature Strip paraded after their their break?
3: I got it down to three horses. Only three could win. Ball of muscle should have gone out on top. Uh, Just a magnificent horse come back they don't come back better than this off a break and uh he he looked he looked fantastic i i was kind of a bit sucked into the nature strip you know hype he, he prayed like a lamb he, his coat wasn't there he had plenty of condition but he is a freak of an animal um uh, anyway and and G-tra, a bit woolly in the coat a little bit plenty of condition but walked around like a, a proper weight for age star and um i thought it could only improve off the run
2: just just on that, Rob, um, your mate Lizzie found Dirty Work. He ran a super race as well. What did you make of him? Uh,
3: it's one of the better Hawks parades of recent runners, i, I got to say. Um, but still, there's certainly plenty of good condition. Race like the Epsom is right up his alley, you'd think.
0: Well, we did get a question from Ryan Ingram on Dirty Work. Uh, Mark Sheen, do you have a thought on where Dirty Work's ceiling is potentially?
1: Um, well, I think he went back to inferior ground there. I think right on the rail was no good in my opinion, so one to two off. So when he was charging there late, he, he did go back into the inferior ground. So I would probably give him another half a length off that run. But look, this horse just keeps improving. He was uh, he was a mid only a couple of months ago, and uh, he's just gone to another level, especially there at Rose Hill before he went for a spell. He looked like Farlap reincarnated. So, um, look, if he gets in a handicap uh, with no weight um, – You know, he's a a pretty smart horse. I'm not sure if he's up to Everest level, but certainly handicap-wise he is.
3: What about the Epsom? I know you love him, Mark
2: Roden. No, me me into one running a mile. No, he's a a sprinter, I thought. Yeah, I thought thought even 1100 is probably his best trip. Yeah, I think 1100 is dead set flat out.
0: I did find it interesting. I went back and had a look at Nature Strip's figures uh, with the the Concord stakes last year. And on the punting form data, he produced a 14.4 figure last year. He's returned with a 14.2 figure this year. So Chris super Waller's just a yeah super consistency yeah. From, from Chris Waller. He's just a freak of a trainer. Um, we then saw Nature Strip go on to Windermire. He ran fourth in the Everest, and he killed them in the Darley Classic down the straight at Flemington. So I think certainly uh, he, he can be followed, especially with the SP. But again, whether or not you'll get odds on him next time, that's that's the question. All right, we'll jump into race six, which was the Furious Stakes over 1,200. Dame Giselle sat three wide without cover and was still too good. They've gone even in terms of the speed for the class. Uh, Mark Sheen, I'll start with yourself. Uh, hungry Heart, uh, thoughts on that horse and how it uh, got how to run in transit, given that Dame Giselle won sitting three wide without cover?
1: Yeah well um, Dame Giselle has had a, a, a performance in the past of improving from a first up to a second up she's won second up every preparation I just discounted it on Saturday because I mapped her where she ended up and I thought she might struggle in that position I knew Hungry Heart obviously looking for further but just probably didn't get out at the right time Dame Giselle actually held it in the pocket coming around the bend had Hungry Heart been three wide and working into it I think Perhaps the result might have been different, but you can't take anything away from the winner. She had the run under a belt. She dropped in weight compared to last start, so she was findable, but uh, I just didn't think she could sit three wide on my map and and beat them. Other um, well, horses in the race are a pretty bunched behind. Kianti went back to the worst going, but she probably didn't run the trip, and Vangelic was okay, but certainly
2: Hungry Heart from a flight stakes viewpoint is the one to follow.
0: Mark Roden, they didn't miss
2: Kianti. No, um, I backed two in the race. hidden and Stella Pauline, who are both well-backed. Um, probably finished with Stella Pauline. I'm sick of her. But um, I might give Candy one more chance. I think she... Um, just on TV, she looks a lovely type of horse. Um, be interested in your thoughts on that, guys. But, um, yeah, I, I'd maybe give her one more chance. She was definitely in the in- inferior ground. Uh, Danger Giselle just is what she is. She, I mean, yeah, being three wide in itself wasn't a disadvantage, but to do it facing the breeze was a, a tough effort. Um, you know, she's not one of the best trail fillies we've ever seen. We've said that before, but she's she just does what she does and, you know, she'd be a, a great horse to, to own in that regard. And, yeah, Hungry Heart, obviously, be better over further. Um, they're, they're not a they're not a vintage group by any means, but, um, yeah, it'd be interesting to see what happens going forward. Rob, you're shaking your head. Oh,
3: I lost on the race and I sent out the trifecta, you know, and I'll be <laughs> back to Dame Giselle that many freaking times um, to not get a result on her. Another horse on the day, um, which I think could, could be anything and could haunt me, um, is the legend horse that won. Anyway. Oh, yeah, the <laughs> time, yeah. yeah. He, he could step up to a, a, a group race, uh, maybe a, a, the spring champions. Um, Second horse isn't bad in that race either, uh, air to air. And Soames Petronius, he wasn't there as well. Um, but, yeah, Dame, Dame Giselle, I backed it before the race. I couldn't send a tip on it. send sent it out on top. And when it got to where it got in the map, which is why I didn't send it out, I ended up <laughs> laying it at $5. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> <Yay>! <laughs> oh, it wasn't quite as bad as the theory in race one when the other favourite missed the start and I, yeah. I unloaded on the theory. That was uh, you... a sick start to the day. For,
2: say I, what? Facing Bruce was better than
3: nailed to the fence on that, Yep, yep. I, uh, agree. I, I don't think Kian is much of a horse, and uh, I, I like the stride on um, on Hungry Heart. I, I think um, she she moves well. She doesn't look all that much, but she's you know she's got a she's got a exceptional stride.
0: Okay, we'll touch on the Chelmsford next of all the mile race, the Group Two. Mister Seawolf Wolf probably had his birthday i would imagine it's probably fair to say they've gone faster to class two and a half lengths faster to 600 mr seawolf has defeated one of your old mates rob uh yulong prince and finch uh who was supported on the day stuck on okay mark sheen we spoke about how the fact that this wasn't really a, a vintage chelmsford any stretch uh did you end up playing at all in the race yes
1: yeah, so I, I was on the winner luckily and and laid the other two favorites of and uh And uh, Angel of Truth, so it was beautiful uh, when Angel of Truth got left and Avilius was out the back. So everything fell into place. One race I finally got right. Um, Nothing spectacular. Avilius was outstanding. Got back to last, made up a lot of ground. Shared ambition, I thought worked home okay, out very wide, which wasn't the place to be. Um, But, yeah, not a vintage race by any stretch to imagine. I I think Finch's run was pretty similar to what in the race last year, worked home okay. And I think Angela truth just confirmed that he needs a really wet track
0: Mark Roden for yourself
2: no I, I didn't bet I, I wanted I, after we spoke on Thursday I had another look on Friday and I was I was actually asked to give a early tip on another website on Friday and I was actually typing mr. Seawolf and as I while typing dynamic lit up and it was 750 into about five bucks you know I've, I've, I've knocked it off yeah. telepathically somehow. Um, <laughs> Anyway, and it never got back out, really, um, so I just I let it go. It, it panned out the way we thought it would um, with Nash on, up on the speed. And um, I don't know how many more preps he's got left in him, but he's obviously a very good second up horse because he did this um, uh, last spring as well in the Shannon at Rosehill, Hill, uh, improved Mark his first up run to win. Um, but, yeah, that, that sort of, as groups, the, you know, the on-paces sort of, stayed as the on-paces and just shifted around a little bit, and the ones that got back couldn't really make much impression. They, you know, the, the margin certainly compressed as they got closer to the line, but nothing was really grabbing my eye of those that got back. Did, does the data tell you anything? Avilius. Um, oh, a come on, what's the Avilius data? Yeah, dying what, to know. What are you going to back Avilius in, though, really? I mean, well, anyway, we, had a,
0: we had a question it's from okay. Alistair McCook about, uh, we, and I'll, I'll get, uh, Rob, to jump in on, on Avilius as part of this. He said, all things being equal, are you inclined to back a decent horse with a good map or a very good horse with an average map? Um, Rob, for yourself?
3: Oh, I'm trying to learn this week to week. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I think I sent out on the, on the text, Avilius, proper weight for age horse classes above these track too hard? question mark. So if it was a little bit softer, I would have launched um, one by three um, on him. Uh, the winner, you know, one of my horses for sure. Um, we backed it with imaging first up, we've, we've had many wins on the roly poly Mr. Seawolf, who's just, you know, the prototype perfect waller, uh, or even a bit better than that. Um, yeah, other than that, I, th- I think, I think I said that my, my fourth number, um, was like a B grade, um, uh-huh. Morton's uh, four. fourth. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 It was like, it was like Avilius. Um, uh, Mr. C, there wasn't really much there in the race at all to, to look at. And Morton's Fork looked cherry ripe. You know, coat was gleaming, um, walked around really, really well. Uh, so, yeah, well, Mr. Seawolf's won it, you know. He'll be running around in some Hawkesbury, you know, cup somewhere.
0: Your horse, Finch,
2: was all right, Pete? What yeah, it was?
0: was. I didn't get any price on the day, though. It, oh, um, solid, wasn't he? Yeah, it was, was solid in the market, but I guess that was probably more just the on-speed factor. Um, Mark Shen, I'll get a, a comment on you with regard to Alistair's question. Decent horse with a good map versus a very good horse with an average map.
1: Well, I think I spoke about it before. Dame Giselle, their uh, bad map and got off it, so uh, I'm probably the last person to ask. <laughs> <laughs> we all struggle
3: this week to week. You know, try and back the best horse. Yeah, It's, it's tough, but a good map helps. And I got that in the last race with um, GMAC and and, uh, the Bossy on Ice Bath.
0: Yeah, there's been a couple of those. Uh, Just in terms of horses finishing off Mark Roden, I thought the run of Brimham Rocks was uh, probably the best from back in the field. I I think that's... One of the uh, the stays that looks to have returned with some some decent enough figures going home through the line, so that's probably one I'll be following in maybe three starts or two to three starts time.
3: He, he, he was very hard not to put in the numbers. Bring him bring him rocks. He's always in the numbers usually, but I was just like no, we'll put him more than four.
0: Yeah, okay. We'll go to the tramway over fourteen hundred. Uh, Dreamforce basically just got into a two-horse war with graceful glamour, but in terms of the overall speed data, they weren't going particularly quick up front. They were going two lengths slow for the class, um, but in the end, the, the horses back in the field weren't really able to, to make up the sufficient ground. Uh, Mark Sheehan, for yourself, did you have a play in race eight on the day?
1: Yeah, I was on Coling, um, but this was a bizarre race to watch because those three horses broke away in the early part. And you, you're thinking to yourself, well, they're going about 46 and a half and then you do the figures after and they've gone about a second slower than that, mm-hmm. so yeah. the backmarkers actually had no hope in this race. Um, Drenforce, even though he did a little bit of work to get across, um, eventually the race was run to suit him. Coling was there to win. I thought Girl was outstanding. He's back to last for a wide draw, um, still last, topping the rise. Made up
0: a stack of ground in a race where you shouldn't have been able to run on. Rob Scurry, uh, there was a first starter or in Australia, Dragon Leap this Kiwi. What did you think of this horse's parade?
3: Uh Scopy type Kiwi, athletic. Um, he's not quite there yet. Give him a little bit longer, but yeah, he looks he looks a promising horse from the yard. Um, you know, like a not Buddy Franklin, but he, he's got a bit bit of filling out to do, but um yeah watch watch him i'm very interested, interested to follow him
0: okay and then just run us through some of the others in the field you had obviously horses like colette resuming your old mate looks like elvis as well
3: yeah yeah um but Van- Girl, i wanted to send her out on top until I, I saw the map and you know maybe i should have sent her out on top but um yeah she she looked she was the one horse that really looked ready to go um and just tragic circumstances the way the, the races uh panned out um Colette, you know, I just thought she was classy. He didn't want to pull her up to the field, so it's half, you know, his own fault. Seemed to get in a good spot, and they just let the leaders get away. It was um, – that was it. Colding surely looked like it, it, ha- it had it.
1: What do just you reckon before. about Reloaded? Do you think he's just a one-pace, um, keeps getting in with the flashing light every run? Is he, is oh, he going uh, to win the yeah. race or?
3: He's come back very, very well, um, but he's a horse that I always took on um, previously. Uh, he's, he's not one of mine happy to take him on, um, but, yeah, you know, he seemed to be
1: improving. What do you think, Mark? He's, he's heavily in Epsom discussions.
2: Yeah, uh, and, it, it, I mean, he was very well backed in this race, too. He was he went up double-figure odds, I think, and was um, quite heavily spruiked and backed here. Yeah, I, he's a capable horse, you know, he's a capable group two, group three horse, Epsom yeah, I don't know. I think you're right. I don't think he has that killer turn of uh, acceleration that you, you want from a real group one horse. I'll pack Mr Seawolf oh, in a Doncaster. Oh, <laughs> how back you on Quinton and Doncaster?
3: <laughs> oh, I got if that had one. I would have just flown up. I, Lizzie tipped it as well. Good tip, oh, Liz. It was a good tip. <laughs> Mark Ren when
0: you're going through a race like the tramway where you see the three leaders get off to a head start, do you give a, a bonus to the horses dragging up the field in those situations?
2: Uh, not uh, not in terms of my actual numerical rating, but uh, when I'm coming to assess them next time out, yes, they're definitely going to get a push forward for sure. Yeah, this, It was a very strangely run race, wasn't it? But, um, it was classic Nash. Um, Another leader in the race and go and drive it mad from too wide, you know, half length it and then then take up the running. Um, just psychological warfare up front and to get away with that without running any um, time as well is um, just a perfect outcome for him. I was against Dreamforce on Saturday. Um, uh, got that wrong. He was. Gee, he was hard in the market too. Um, he, he hasn't got. You know, his best figures of me have, have all been on Mad Leader's tracks, to be honest. And I think he sort of. Um, courtesy of a lovely setup and a brilliant ride, he's got away with the one here. Um, yeah, I'd certainly be looking at um, you know for horses to follow out of this race. It'd be certainly the ones that were in the back half of the field early. fanner Girls, an obvious example. Um, yeah, not sure what else, but um, yeah, a very strangely run race. Okay, I uh, will.
0: Basically, just summarise uh, with a horse to follow or horses to follow from each of you, Uh, just going forward over the next couple of weeks. Mark Sheen, I'll start with yourself.
1: Uh, Mounted the third. I thought Sylvester did a very good job. He was ridden a lot differently to his first two starts. Drew wide, he's right back. He was at the rear three wide on a limb, Uh, came down that middle part, which I don't think was the Mm. place to be, and uh, I thought he closed off very nicely, so... Uh, he might be heading towards a race like the spring champion. Um, I think he'll probably excel once he gets up to the mile or 2,000 metres, but uh, I thought he did a pretty good job there in uh, race number three. Mark Roden, a horse
0: to follow for yourself?
2: Yeah, well, I was just going to say race three in general. I think they've got this is, this is going to be a strong form race. The winner's gone really well, um, showed potential last prep, and I think he's going to deliver it this time in. All-time legend, air-to-air, who just spiralled upwards, ending up running a place behind... Um, uh, what's that horse of Waterhouse? John Passage. Passage. yes. Passage, um, yes, before going for a spell. And it's obviously come back in great order. And then Petronius and Sylvester, I think at least the first four can be followed um, in their right races going forward. I think it would be a very good form race.
0: Rob, you did hint at it beforehand, but you did have a big bet on all-time legend in its first ever run. And your quote on the day was, looks a group horse. Um
3: yeah, it's a work farm on a Monday. Um, yeah. Snuck out there and um, first race, just just un, unloaded. Um, it didn't go my way. I think the horse um, like half half bucked or something. Um, something didn't go right. And yeah, for me, for me, that's the horse to follow. I'm terrified of it now. You know, like like I, I should have absolutely destroyed this horse and made a lot of money out of it. And yet it's cost me. Um, you know, I, I did save on air to air. I, I copped a tip from um, uh, Nick Heathcote. And uh, yeah, I had him as the saver, so to not back. Anyway, and the the other one, Dame Giselle, What you know? What do I do with that? that? That keeps winning. It's in its right races. Like it's won against the pattern, and still got improvement. And finally, Obelius, um, If he gets a softer track, he's, he's,
2: he, he can win. Right. the Craven played to be his race, wouldn't it? That it's worth half a million or something now, and on, um, on Everest Day, but yeah, that'd be. Winning. Oh, just a wait wait for age
3: race a mile above at Randwick with it with, with the you know. Dead or worse. Yeah, that's
1: uh good that Craven plate and the Bondi. Those two races worth about a million dollars and you get um class one field or two. Yeah, that's, that's, <laughs> yeah. Happy Crapper won it last year, didn't he? Was that the Craven plate? Yeah, yeah, that was a good yeah.
3: result. Yeah. It, it, and Kubrick, Kubrick won the other one, the Bondi. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe they More could
1: money spend that thing on a Hawkes and breeze
3: turfed. Um so what happened at Hawks, Ooh. how much rain did they put on it, Mark?
1: They put uh, no oh, rain, 37 no, mil of irrigation sorry. through the week. Um, they gave it out as a soft five, left it as a soft five, and they were running two seconds slower than the heavy nine there about a month ago, So, and left it a soft five all day. And, and outside
2: fence, and, yeah. And what, absolutely, first at the outside rail. It was yeah, a but disgrace. Uh, absolutely. Fern posted that it was the first time uh, the 1,000-metre maidens hadn't broken 60 seconds in six years in the corner of a yeah. soft five. Yeah, in September, too. These are the better maidens.
3: Yeah,
1: well, they run in sure. one nineteen for 1,300, 127 for fourteen hundred. Like, it was just It's well, <laughs>
2: tra- yeah. an tra-
1: inferior challenge. Track manager's fault. <laughs> I don't know whose fault it is. It's not ours. <laughs>
3: no. <laughs> uh, well, get Richie Irvine on. You know, he, he can ask a few questions. He's retired. You know, what do you hear from? Want to hear from him? Want to hear from punters? Um, but it, it seems to me like the, this policy—it is just a policy. Water the tracks, and if you don't, you're in big trouble.
2: Randwick turned out fine, though. I mean, I was terrified when that rain turned up on Friday um, that we we're going to get a soft six or worse or something. It was going to fall apart like it had during the winter. But um, while the fence was off, um, it was definitely a good four, or, or if not better. Yeah, it was a, yeah, a bit of a tailwind in the straight. For True. Me. Yeah, there was. Yeah, it did have it's a a, Well, it's definitely a good four though.
3: Beautiful day for racing, it was. But yeah, look, it, it did bug me that they were putting water on it because it would have been. Even better if they just left alone.
2: True, but um, you know, if you Tuesday, if you're doing it on Tuesday, is probably the time to do it. If you're going to water, you don't you don't want to be getting any closer than that. I know, but this rain was
3: forecast for yeah, possibly sorry. for race day, which yeah. I'm not sure this track can handle it at round one.
2: Yeah. Anyway, they were, maybe they were lucky, but it, it turned out for They were lucky.
3: So so there's a policy. Anyway, it's About one on. of
0: the uh, the the ongoing great mysteries of new south wales racing is you don't know exactly what the track will do or no. what condition it will be in until the day and speaking of which uh, we've got canterbury park on wednesday um mark Roden, the rest of the week for for yourself
2: uh, yeah then uh, pretty pretty light week actually uh for me we had a pretty heavy week last week but then they're off to hawkesbury on uh thursday and we've got the run to the rose with fun and others on saturday
0: Very good. Rob Scurry, you'll be out on course. I'm sure you'll be looking forward to it. Uh, Mark Sheehan, Mark Roden, you'll be joining me on Thursday to preview those uh, three group two
1: races coming up at Rose Hill. Um, So until then, enjoy the week and go well.